Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hey guys. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, so this is episode uh, <clears throat> 125 of the Big Planet Comics podcast. We are now the Stained Podcast. We are now the yeah, uh, Stained Glass. Um, yeah. Is that the name of the podcast? The Stained Glass. No, they, there's, a, stained. there's a podcast called You Talking You Two to Me that oh, I like right. a lot. And one of the episodes, they brought on Todd Glass to talk about Stained, and it was the Stained Glass podcast. <laughs> nice. oh, it was pretty great. Um, yeah, so uh, we've been gone for a little while, but we are back. We're back. Yeah, and... Um, so yeah. Back. Episode 125, is that like a monumental... Yeah, we're doing the live one right now yeah we're live there's nobody here except us but we are live yeah, nobody live? showed up yeah Aww. um so what's been going on you guys it has been three weeks stuff woo yeah i know it's man, crazy i feel like i did something i did <laughs> a lot of things man huh? well what did you guys yeah, do hey Nick, nick's been doing these, are, these, um, these stories are really detailed but you know get a little deeper i had a halloween party it was pretty fun i uh Oh yeah, Halloween. my girlfriend dressed up like Rocket Raccoon, and it was what awesome. I saw. She texted awesome. me a picture. It was really it was cute, really cool. <laughs> um, I just wore the Joker mask that we had here. Um, I also saw that because I didn't have a costume. That was super creepy, um, and it worked out. It's fine. Um, and then I went to New Jersey for a wedding. Huh? This wedding was ridiculous. Uh, so the reception was like at some I don't know some Italian place, but. It was crazy. So they had like a cocktail hour right before the reception. And the cocktail hour had so much food. They had an entire pig, they Whoa. Had like a roasted pig. They had lamb. They had shrimp. They had uh, mussels. They had clams. They had a pasta station where people made pasta. They had a ridiculous <laughs> amount of food. This was before the reception. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, wait. is this the dinner? And they're like, no, we're going to go into the reception. I was like, what? And then the dinner was like a four-course dinner. Wow. But the fourth course was a room full of desserts, including a chocolate fountain, a cotton candy machine, <laughs> a popcorn machine. That sounds so expensive. It was yeah. crazy. How many people Every were at this wedding? Every kind of cake you can imagine. Um, just like the most, it was the most ridiculous thing ever, was this, but it was yeah, so but good. Was it like a 50-person wedding or 400-person? It was like 200 people. Holy cow. And the food was insane. I was like... I was full before we even got to dinner. And then after I ate dinner, like, I, di- I didn't even go into the dessert room. I just looked <laughs> no. at it. And I was like, I can't eat anything so else. There's no possibility of eating anything. But it was really fun. Um, yeah, one of the craziest weddings I've, I've been to, for sure. That sounds crazy. Sounds like there was a lot of food. Did you bring any food with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet they had just a lot of food left over. Yeah, yeah I had right. some Doritos, just in case. Like, uh, you, have a, you had a pasta station installed in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just roll it out to your car. It was crazy. What about you, Jared? What, what have you been up to? Uh, I went to Philadelphia for a Locust Moon Festival. I wanted to go to that, but I had to work. I was I was disappointed. It was really cool. Uh, it's in a former church, which is kind of looks like it's half abandoned. You know, like they've upkept it, but like all the paints flaking off of the walls. So it's in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, very much. Uh, there's like giant chandeliers that they like finally took one off of the ceiling. It was like you know ten feet across because I'm sure it would have crushed someone in a year if they hadn't taken it down. Uh, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful old building. Uh, it was really cool. They had, like, you know, a couple of, like, taco trucks set up out front. There was a, a pet adoption thing, so you go out and look at puppies, and I was like, this is the way comic shows should go. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. Cool. Tacos and puppies. Yeah, it was pretty great. Except uh, I went out, and, no, maybe this time it was cats. Yeah, I think last year they did puppies, and this year it was cats, because I went out to play with them, like, when I was really tired. I was like, man, it's been a long show, and they'd already been adopted. I saw a post away. online that was like... Sad. Hey, here are like the cutest cats that live in comic book stores. Yep. And they had uh, Rooster and Inky, the two cats from yep. Locust Moon. I now. met Rooster. There was an after party <laughs> at uh, Locust Moon because the store that sponsors it's only like five blocks away. So everyone went over there afterwards and they had like a big party. And Rooster literally walked across all these like short boxes of comics and then settled down in a short box on top of all these comics. Nice. And like a million people went over to pet Rooster and take pictures. It was pretty awesome. That's what I heard. I heard all about it on Twitter. And then uh, Paul Pope and... Oh, man, who was it? As a Kelly? Somebody got into, like, an art off where they're just sitting there, like, drawing Rooster as quickly as they could. Or maybe the other That's cat. Awesome. Maybe Inky. Uh, and just, like, everyone standing around going, oh, my God. <laughs> That's so pretty good. great. Yeah, it was really fun. I uh, What did I do? I, I did some Halloween stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went as uh, Tiger Millionaire, a character from Steven Universe. Nice. Awesome. We, were, we were rolling with a whole, uh, like, kids character group. <laughs> uh, my wife was dressed up as Paddington Bear. Nice. Um, and, uh, my friend Coleman came into town. He was dressed up as Donald Duck and <laughs> awesome. Kelly, who's been on the podcast before was dressed up as Mabel from Gravity Falls nice. and her friend was with her and she was dressed up as Wild Style from the Lego movie. What? Nice. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. yeah. And then we went, uh, we just were like drinking and, uh, listening to the Taylor Swift album over and over again <laughs> and, it. uh, went out to this thing called Fright Round. 
which was uh, all 80s music, but yeah. but with people in costumes and yeah. danced and got That's drunk. Awesome. And then went to Ben's Chili Bowl at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's what <laughs> nice. it's there for. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, writing and playing a lot of video games. The same yeah. things I'm always doing. Yeah. I'm back on Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. <laughs> it's really good. And playing Fantasy Life and Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> that's, all right. That's all. Living yeah. the dream. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you guys want to do some news? Sure. sure. Let's do it. This just did. Marvel Comics announced a crossover with Attack on Titan. Uh, yeah, they sure did. <laughs> what? Uh, so, yeah. Wait, there's wait. This, uh, <laughs> there's this Marvel Comics uh, Attack on Titan crossover coming out, and it's coming out in Japan in like two weeks. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, C.B. Silbuski, is that his name? How do yeah, you yeah, C.B. Silbuski. He's, yeah, he's yeah. writing it, and yeah, it's happening. It's the weirdest is thing. Is it being drawn? Wait, so it's only getting published in Japan? Uh, so far, yeah. I'm assuming. And so is it a Japanese artist or an American? I think it's Japanese. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't really looked into it too much, but... Yeah, but it's got like Titan versions of Marvel characters. Oh, does and stuff. it? Yeah, it looks part. nuts. Oh, because yeah. I thought it'd be like if all those Marvel heroes were in the Titan universe and had to fight Titans. I no, mean, it, it's I, so they're like more it. like are Titan Titan fighting the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like kind of like um, Marvel Zombies or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, it looks Crazy. nuts. I'm excited to read it. <laughs> it sounds I, amazing. I'm sure some. I'm sure it'll get like scanlated yeah. <laughs> right immediately. <laughs> Um, and have you guys seen Marvel Disc Wars? No, nope. no, what is that? It is uh, it is a Japanese cartoon, and it's kind of like um, like Pokemon, but uh, you like the characters who are all these little like anime kids have these wristbands, and they like shoot Marvel characters out of them who like fight each other. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, and it's been cu- it's been coming out for a few months, really, and oh, uh, wow. it's insane. It has like Guardians of the Galaxy in it. Is it and, Disc Wars, you yeah, Disc Wars. We can watch wow. an episode later. Tonight. Yeah, I, I want to watch. <laughs> that. Yeah, amazing. it is it is so weird. <laughs> But great. Uh, there's so many announcements this week. It's crazy. So um, there's been these Marvel Secret Wars teasers. Have you guys seen those? Yeah, I know. So what is Secret Wars? So Secret Wars is kind of like Jonathan Hickman's end of his like Avengers stuff. Um, end of Avengers and New Avengers has been like these uh, kind of convergences where all these worlds are colliding and exploding. And they have to destroy the worlds before they... You know, they collide with ours. And so this like eight months until something happens. Yeah. So Secret basically Wars. when, yeah, it ain't, when this storyline's ending is where it starts. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because it'll have pretty much every character that has ever existed in any Marvel thing. It's kind of like Spider-Verse on like a larger scale. Um, but the teasers they put out are so weird. They put, I'm going to just going to list these cause there's a <laughs> lot of them. There's a civil war one. Okay. There's so a, this civil war thing that's coming out is part of secret wars. Yeah. There's a million things. Okay. So there's a civil war one. There's age of Ultron versus Marvel zombies. Years of future past planet Hulk armor wars, house of M Infinity gauntlet, old man, Logan inhumans, Adeline rising age of apocalypse, future imperfect, amazing Spider-Man <laughs> renew your vows, which was very controversial. <laughs> oh it was uh, amazing Spider-Man MJ with a baby. Um, is it the baby that was from Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, from the Clone Saga? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Avengers vs. X-Men. Uh, X-Men 92, which is interesting because it was like the, the cartoon. Um, and then the end of the Ultimate Universe. It's the cartoon. Is... It's not the Jim Lee X-Men. That's what no, I was it's, thinking. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the cartoon the one. It's like the cartoon version. What? Um, and, and then the end of the Ultimate Universe, which is kind of the one that I was like, well, that's probably going to happen because, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man is the last remaining Ultimate title. I'm trying to think of um, what was the name of the guy? Judas Traveler was that his name? <laughs> yep, yep. The guy that stole uh, uh, MJ and uh, Peter Parker's baby. Yeah. yeah. Totally so hopefully he'll return in about. Amazing Spider-Man: Renew Your Vows. So the, the weirdest oh, thing about boy. these teasers is um, a lot of them are pretty much the same, but then some of them are different. I mean, first of all, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies is weird because that's not a thing that existed. Yeah. Um, and then the Planet Hulk one is weird because it has Captain America with an axe riding devil dinosaur fighting a bunch of Hulks. <laughs> no, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> and then, what? yeah, it's weird. Infinity uh, Gauntlet has, like, kind of modern characters in it. And then, what was the other weird one? I mean, the Spider-Man one, obviously. And then the X-Men 92 one is weird because, like, that could be a series, right? Because they're doing, like, Batman 66 that could be, like, let's do an X-Men 92 yeah. based on the cartoon. Marvel has this weird thing where they... 
like as much as I like the Marvel stuff a lot more than the DC stuff, Marvel will just do things that are exactly like whatever yeah, DC right. is they doing just sometimes. Steal the They'll ideas. both kind of do it, but they've Marvel like, lately Marvel has been doing it more. Yeah, so so X Men ninety two is just like yeah, okay, yeah. bloody. like But maybe yeah. that won't be a thing. Maybe that's just part of their because there's like Wonder Woman seventy seven right. coming out now too. Yeah, but so. maybe that won't be a thing. Maybe it's just a joke because all of these seem kind of a joke. Because um, people are like, oh, they're doing another Civil War, blah. And then people are like, oh, they're doing another Infinity Gauntlet. I'm like, they're obviously not doing all of yeah, these. Yeah, like, it's Marvel. So their Civil War book will end up being, like, like a crazy different version of Civil War, where, like, Howard the Duck is trying to pass right. a superhero registration <laughs> act or something. I think of this is like, all of them say summer 2015 or whatever. So, obviously, they're all part of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, see, I thought... That they were doing like they were just redoing Civil War, no. but I didn't realize it was part of this thing. Yeah, there's all these just uh, they all they they haven't announced it, but they all seem to be part of Secret Wars. But of course, you know Marvel isn't the only person doing a completely overblown giant event. <laughs> oh yeah, the next thing is <laughs> oh, DC yeah. announced. Uh, so in in April and May, DC is moving from um, New, York New York to, to, Burbank, to California. Burbank, California, and in that two months, like they won't have any of their books coming out. And so during that, they announced that they were going to do Convergence, which is a two-month event featuring 42-part miniseries uh, from a- in April and May, um, examining the DC Universe over the decades. Um, and it spins out of the finales of Earth 2 World's End and New Features, no, <laughs> Future's End. And uh, it's about Brainiac capturing all these different planets from different timelines and stuff, so... And they all kind of meet. Uh, it's and what, weird. I, they haven't announced any of the miniseries, so I don't know. But the pictures they've shown of stuff is like, there's implications. There's like pre-52 yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's characters like from every different every, incarnation. So this is not just like. This is kind of like Secret Wars. But, right, but um, it's like every cool DC story from ever. This case of what they're working like with, that. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they haven't announced any of the titles yet, right. but we could assume it's going to be like you know, like a Gotham by Gaslight one or something, yeah. or, or stuff like that. Yeah, they'll Red be like, Sun or something, or like there. a George Perez new Teen Titans or something yeah. like right. that. Um, well, probably not that because he said he'd never work in DC. Oh, again, really? But yeah. Um, yeah. So I, as dumb as this kind of sounds, I I kind of like the idea. Like I like the idea that Brainiac, you know, they kind of. Um, made the lost city of Kandor at one point like a thing that he had stolen because he was yeah, collecting right. all these cities. So it does fit in with their storyline. But, you know, I think this will be a little hit and miss. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, the Marvel one will be too, obviously. But Yeah, at least, at least the Marvel one, I think most of... Well, I guess probably not. But, mo- like, there's, like, a 12-issue miniseries that's, you know, a Secret Wars yeah. thing. Well, obviously, I'm sure there'll be a million. These could all... These, all those Marvel things could actually be miniseries for all I know. But the, the um, hope, the hope with this Convergence thing is it's kind of similar to secret wars and hopefully it's like you know like superman red sun and stuff yeah. like that and the weird thing cool. about it is like it's like 40 miniseries so 42 like, part miniseries so they're not really connected exactly they're not, it's not like one big story it's just like a bunch of yeah but that's sort of smaller stories just kind of, it's kind of, it's basically like what they do what they did for like future's end or whatever yeah but like over two months and, and not in september and yeah, with, <laughs> yeah without any of their books coming out it's such a weird yeah it's weird so you know once they things. once they announce some of these titles we'll probably have a little bit more to say about it i would yeah. assume um, the huge giant announcement giant uh which is uh marvel had this kind of uh like a press conference sort of with a bunch of like insiders and you know probably studio heads and stuff um, and they announced their plans for all their movie, movies over the last, uh, the next sixty well, years, six years <laughs> or something like that. They announced, yeah, they announced like a million movies. So um, I'm just going to list some of these. First, they announced uh, Captain America: Civil War. So I saw a thing that said like Captain America and the Serpent Society. Oh, yeah, what during was that during the press about? conference, they announced like Captain America: Serpent Society. But then later, near the end, they had. Um, uh, oh man, what's his face? Captain America, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr., and uh, Chris Evans <laughs> yeah. came out, and they're like, "Oh, we'll announce the real title of Captain America." Oh, uh, okay. Like, Captain America: Civil War, which everybody people, knew already. Were, like Serpent Society, they were like, "Oh, well, that's weird," because yeah. <laughs> they were just messing with people, and they're like, "Yeah, it's called Civil War." <laughs> and so, yeah, and then it's gonna have Robert Downey Jr. and and uh, Cap facing off, which is crazy. Up, uh, there was also a rumor that. They were trying to get Sony to to let them use Spider Man for part yeah, of it. Yeah, because he was such a big part of the Civil War storyline. Oh, oh yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see like how big is it's obviously can't be as big as they could have Punisher in it. They could. They have they Daredevil Punisher, in it yeah, if they, they want to. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah, they can do a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how big that is and what. Exactly if they could it get is. Andrew Garfield as Spider Man in one of the main Marvel yeah, movies, that would be incredible. That'd be enough. Yeah, and like, why wouldn't Sony let them do that? Because yeah, they split the profits. It's good for them. Yeah, yeah. So. 
Um, and then uh, there's so many movies. Thor Ragnarok was announced. Yep. Uh, kind of the end of Thor's run of movies. We'll see. Um, and then the, I would love if they introduced the new Thor at like at that at the end of that movie. Because right, I don't yeah. think you know because they're, they're going to start rotating out a lot of yeah, these characters. The thing with the, the, it yeah. works with Thor because it, the, the thing in the comics was that Ragnarok is kind of a cycle, and all the gods are reborn kind of differently every time. It's kind of yeah, like Doctor that's Who, that's right? True. So that would be really. It's cool. like Doctor Who yeah. where he, he he goes into like a dormant state and comes about as like a different person. Yeah. So they could do that easily. Um, and then. The craziest ones, Black Panther, um, starring Chad Chadwick Boseman. Is that his name? Yeah, he's the guy that was um, in uh, the James Brown biopic. Yeah, yeah. He, he was also in the. Uh, he was another biopic. Yeah, uh, oh, the the baseball one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Roberto Clemente. I think so. Right. Or 40, it, Forty-two. No, it's the Jackie Robinson. Oh, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, he was yeah. in the Jackie Robinson one. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of that graphic now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was in that. Yeah, uh, and that's interesting. I like that. It's kind of a young Black Panther, and it's fun. Um, the Captain Marvel they announced. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. It's the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel. That's super exciting. I feel yeah, like that's exciting. Awesome. There's yeah. already rumors about uh, people cast. Uh, well, one of them was Emily Blunt. Oh, uh, one of the that rumors, would be great. Which would be cool. Um, I heard people saying like Yvonne Stravowski. I'm like, that's not what it's going to happen. Well, people want it to be um, Starbuck from Chuck. Oh, yeah. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. That's not going to happen either. Which Sorry, be, folks. It would be fine. <laughs> it would be fine, but she's not big. big no, enough of a nobody wants your like B TV actors. Yeah. <laughs> um, then it announced Inhumans. Yep, that's the probably the craziest one. And I loved that the logo was the Paul Jenkins J Lee stuff. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's that story. Which is for me when I started like getting back into superhero comics. That was like. That was that book was amazing. Yeah, that me. was around yeah. the time that Marvel was kind of doing that, and they did like ecstatics and yeah, because that was the finally Mar- starting to push the, the Bendis Daredevil yeah. stuff was starting to come that, out. Yeah, that was like the Mar- when the Marvel Knights line started, when Casada yeah. started doing his stuff before he kind of took over for everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess the biggest thing they announced was the Infinity uh, Avengers Infinity War, which will be a two part movie in uh, <laughs> That's crazy. over two years. Um, which will be the kind of the culmination of everything, and you know every hero will be in it, and that's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, and that'll be like the Thanos stuff will right. finally yeah. get finally all wrapped up. Come to a head. I think we'll get Adam Warlock in a movie, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yep. And, uh, and they moved up the date for Guardians of the Galaxy, so also. it'll so it'll take place before those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be cool. It'll be awesome. Um, and also, this was announced, but it's not quite clear but they said that benedict cumberbatch is going to be playing dr strange yeah not officially it's yeah. not quite official yet yeah so. he hasn't confirmed it so we'll see it's a little we'll bit see. of a boring choice but that's fine he'll do but good. he's awesome yeah yeah um he's just like in everything yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um and that's that's that that's all the just news. that little just bit of that, news all that crazy that marvel stuff is crazy i i feel like i was a lot more excited about this marvel one than the dc one from a few weeks ago um i guess because well, this is building on a lot. Because we DC have, yeah, we have kind of a a this built up Marvel yeah. universe already. So it's already exciting. I mean, you know, Civil War is exciting because we, the Captain America and Iron Man movies are great. And yeah, it's like know. DC is just about to release their second movie that takes place in the same universe. Right, right. And so. not, not just about to release it, it comes out in like. Oh, yeah, it got pushed back, right? Yeah. But 2016. But still, like, the, no, really. they're only just starting. And so the first movie that is this shared DC universe is Man of Steel. And I none of us liked that movie, did we? Yeah, no. So I don't and know. They, and he's kind of in control of all of it. So that yeah. makes it kind of weird. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully some of that. I really want Wonder Woman to be good. Yeah. Me too. Um, see who they get. Yeah. But, but the Marvel stuff was exciting because, you know, Captain Marvel, is, that's cool. Like a female-led like a you know woman lead in a movie and then yeah. an african-american and black panther is just yeah. like you know doing some stuff yeah i think probably not just with a this, bunch of white dudes yeah i think probably <laughs> yeah. with the the latest phase they were like oh well let's diversify this a little bit because we've just been introducing all these white guys over and over again i wish they would uh do uh because um, got a man dr strange was both like white guys again yeah um, yeah well a lot of people were saying and i can't remember the actor's name but the guy that plays uh narcisse in um boardwalk empire would have been a really cool Doctor Strange and I totally agree with that. He would advise, but he's just you know not big enough. Who's Narcissus? Um, I've only he, seen the first two seasons. Oh, he's not in the first. Two okay, seasons. Yeah. I was like, don't tell me. He's <laughs> awesome and terrifying. Don't tell but uh, yeah, so yeah. just all that stuff. Just that, and then we only have like um, eight eighty reviews to do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, we do have a question before that. Do so. we? Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah, um, I will read that question now. Uh, this is from Pat. He says, hey, hosts of the most comprehensive comics podcast in the multiverse. Hey, that's us. Thank Yay. You. We didn't say that this time, but it's oh, still true. It is true. Uh, several books on my pull list. 
uh, just had or are about to have story arcs ending. Mm-hmm. Kill Shakespeare, Wonder Woman, Thor, Sheltered, She-Hulk, and I'm sure a few more I can't think of right now. Huh, yeah. So it got me thinking, what are the best endings you have read in comic books? I will say that Wonder Woman had a great ending. It actually ended. Yeah, which just yeah. happened. The, the big, long uh, Brian Azzarello, yeah. Cliff Chang. Yeah, geez, like three years of Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's a great, just one big, cool storyline. Um, but yeah, what do you It's guys? a tough one because a lot of series tend to... I mean, it started with superhero well, stuff because well, they well, kind of don't story end. arcs. <clears throat> and there are definitely like... You know, when a writer... Like, right. Like, he's got the best endings in comic books. So, like, that's everything. That's, like, runs and just, like, miniseries. Yeah. You know, you've got, like, Hickman on FF. You know, there have been a few superhero guys who have definitely right. come in and did what they want to do and left, not I mean, just I got transferred off. I Hickman thing will be a pretty crazy ending, but ones that I've I've liked in the past, there's there's definitely many. Um, Why the Last Man had a great That was ending. what I was going to say. Um, I felt like Sweet Tooth had probably my favorite last issue of all time. Oh, yeah. It had a great, like triple-sized finale that took place years in the future and encompassed everything that could possibly happen. And so you have no questions by the end of it. You're like, everything is answered. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> like, and it was, it was touching and just great. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of times things have disappointing endings. That's what people I'm expect saying. so yeah. much. Like yeah. so hard to pull off. Like well. preacher very sort of famously has yeah. what people consider a kind of disappointing ending. And like uh, a lot of things peter out like Cerebus, you know, yeah, Transmet kind of... was another one that people were like, this is the ending. And yeah. Yeah. So Cerebus uh, definitely petered out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, one that I'm staring at right now is a uh, lone wolf and cub, which famously has a, what, like 1000 page continuous scene, final ending kind of yeah, thing. That's a great ending, though. which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. The ending was fantastic, but yeah, that one took a, a lot of, a lot of issues to finish up. But. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like um, like superhero stuff. I thought that uh, superior the Superior Spider Man run had a really good ending. Yeah, that's because true. it was like a mixture of like this kind of mental struggle and then this big physical action thing at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and it kind of defined Peter Parker a little I, bit. I loved the ending of Civil War, which I know a lot of people didn't like, but I liked how it was very, um, you know, it was like spoiler for a nine-year-old series but it, it like that captain america was like i'm hurting more by fighting against this right. at this point so yeah. and he just kind of gives up and i thought that that was a really interesting ending right. yeah um yeah and uh yeah it's a, it's a very like decisive there's like no yeah it's, it's done like there's yeah it was some all... of these miniseries will i mean it obviously led into other stuff but some of them will just kind of kind of end and then lead the current ones stuff, are but... so like it's oh yeah building into new stuff that was one of the few that had like let's wrap this up and then you know there are ramifications but yeah, yeah like, the whole initiative the story after that. yeah yeah but uh yeah what mm-hmm. else anything else i don't yeah, know probably, probably lots of stuff it's it's tough to think of like because like back in the day it was just like people would have really good runs but they wouldn't necessarily tie it up before moving on really yeah so like i love the ending of watchmen yeah. Does stuff like that count? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the ending of Watchmen is great. And the, the fact good. that they flubbed it so bad in the movie, like, yeah. really kind of, <laughs> like, like made me realize that those people did not get what Watchmen was about at all. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Lots. 100 Bullets was a great ending. Yeah. I, you know, I never finished 100 Bullets. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. You know, it was a great ending, though. Scalped. Scalped. Yeah, scalped. Oh, yeah. scalped is phenomenal. Um, yeah, so hopefully that's uh, a few things a that few you should them. read through to the end. Yeah, everybody should just read Scalped anyway. Walking yeah. Dead has a great ending. If you like any of the, <laughs> if you like uh, like um, Southern Bastards or Men of Wrath, those are just worst versions of Scalped. <laughs> no, Southern Bastards is so good. It's not as good as Scalped. Uh, it's, it's really it's, get, it's getting there. there. Did hey, you read the new issue? Uh, I haven't read. The it's show. getting oh, there. Man. Do you guys think um, when Jason Aaron writes? Star Wars, it's going to be about a guy that goes back to a small town in Tatooine <laughs> and it's run by huts and then he has to fight them all. And, I hope so. <laughs> that would be amazing. God, I, I hope it's about like somebody going undercover in like a hut, like casino. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I love, oh my uh, yeah, I would love but that. But he grew up like at Egg with the huts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was raised by huts. Um, uh, yeah, so thanks for the question, Pat. If you guys have questions, you can send those questions to podcast at bigplanetcomics.com or you can send them to us on Twitter. Or on Facebook, or um, you know. I was just thinking about a, a hut, a hut reservation, <laughs> like because the huts are like they have been wiped out in the future, and they they're now on a reservation. Huts and have I, their own planet, though. Do they? Yeah, now Hutta. <laughs> Is that a thing? Wow. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh boy! <laughs> hey, buddies. 
I'm excited about the new Star Wars movie. An- Anthony Daniels said it's going to be better than Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> wow. Did he? Yeah. So wait, tell me about the Huts. I'm more interested. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot about them. I know. You know a lot. If yeah. So I know they're out. from Nal Hutta. They're, you know, they're like a race. And then. How did they get off the planet? So yeah. So what the is thing there? that always happens in Star Wars is like a race has a shared trait. So it's like all the Huts. They're all criminals. They're all criminals. Right. Like all, it's, like all the Greedos. Because they started to write this universe stuff and they were basing it so, so much on what was like the little the slivers movies. of info yeah. in the movies so yeah it's like every rodian which is what greedo is uh is like a bounty hunter right. <laughs> simplest way to do it yeah and it's so, like everybody from Corellia is like a smuggler so um, how, how did the huts that are like basically these like unmoving slugs kind of rise to power when they can't even like yeah you know I, I think they just like uh you know it's maybe it's deceiving like the kingpin yeah, i guess so you know maybe maybe when you're not looking the huts can the like hut can really throw flip down. all around it's like that <laughs> stupid yoda fight in episode two or three or whatever i hope there's a scene in uh, episode seven where one of the huts has like a lightsaber oh <laughs> lord there's a hut jedi i bet there will be i'd be into that so oh uh, we were talking today at the store i was talking to kelly about how um like does anthony daniels think that empire strikes back is the best star wars movie because it's where he does like the goofiest stuff <laughs> and, he, and he's like that's why everybody loves it it's because i'm like a real goofy right, right. guy in it so maybe like maybe episode seven is just gonna have like tons of slapstick of him like, like him and jar jar running around slapping yeah like slipping on, the on maybe, oil I mean, and stuff <laughs> I, he's, I, I, is that the one he's in the most? Pro- probably. I think so. I mean, he's in he's in he's in uh, New Hope a lot. Yeah, I guess he's in yeah. like it's about them for the first yeah. big chunk of the movie. But uh, yeah, so hmm. Star, Star Wars, Wars, you guys, Star Wars minute. Jason, yeah, the Star Wars minute. <laughs> All right, so uh, we do have a lot of reviews this week. So let's get to them. Yeah, boy. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lobdell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right, up first this week, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number nine. Number nine, you Num- say? Number nine. This is written by Dan Slott, who's written Spider-Man for a long God. time. I feel like a decade. Yeah, uh, yeah. Since One More Day, right? Yeah. Or, what is it called? Is that what it's called? Big Time? Yeah. I think Big Time was his big... No, no. But no. Yeah. Well, that's when he day. started doing it by himself. Yeah. But he was writing it during the uh, Brand New Day stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was one of the guys rotating off and yeah. stuff at that point. Uh, and then the art in this is by Olivier Koipel, who's great. He drew um, Siege, Siege, and he drew <laughs> Young Avengers and Thor. Yeah, uh, and he's really good. And yeah, so this is finally you know they we've reviewed a couple of the books leading up to this uh, Edge of Spider Verse stuff like Spider Gwen and that Gerard Way Jake Wyatt book. Uh, and this is finally the convergence of all this stuff and finding out what Spider Verse is actually about. All the Spider Mans. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love this. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I mean, I've been enjoying Spider Man stuff for a long time now. Um, Spirit Spider Man was great. Um, but this is awesome. But this is more of a kind of like a fan service kind of thing where it's it's pretty exciting for me because you know I've been reading Spider Man for a long time. Uh, so basically, in this comic. Um, how do I even explain this? So Moreland is a character that appeared before, and he's killing Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man. from the Straczynski run. Yeah, right? trying yeah. to kill Spider-Man. And now I found out that Moreland is part of this huge family that is he basically just eats Spider-Man from every universe. And they have this <laughs> kind of giant web uh, thing that takes him to all the universes. So the loom. Can, yeah. The loom. The web of From Wanted, something. right? The movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, from Wanted. It's yeah, like yeah. the loom from yeah. Wanted. They bend bullets. Um, and yeah, it takes him to all these different universes, and they're eating all the Spider-Man. And you see, you find out that Moreland is kind of saving the six sixteen universe for last because he's beaten him a few times. And but then Moreland has a bigger, scarier brother, yeah, yep. and a father that's yeah. the scariest, um, and a sister, and like a huge family. There's like a scientist version of them. And yeah, so all these Spider-Man are kind of fleeing from their universes, and they're all ending up on Earth six one six. Yeah, and for the first time ever, they're all kind of coming together, which, which hasn't yeah. happened. Um, and Apparently, Peter Parker from our from you know the Marvel universe we know is kind of supposedly like the best, like Spider-Man. the chosen one, or yeah. like this the the most amazing Spider Man. Um, and so yeah, um, and so that's the main story. That's this is just getting going in this first yeah. Season. yeah. And, so and then there's the a backup as well that's about like Moreland's family, and it's really weird. It's, it's really like them creepy. at a banquet. Yeah. yeah, it's like a banquet of dead Spider Man. Yeah, and they're just like they're eating bringing all the people. Yeah, that they've caught. And the weirdest yeah. was those. Uh, so like one of the sisters. Uh, oh, they oh they have a lot of Spider-Man villains that they use as like slaves from the different universe. Oh yeah, and they like eat eat the Spider-Man like body parts because they're like the Moreland people eat like the essence, and then they eat the leftover pieces. And so, it's so weird. Yeah, it's really um, weird. But the best part about this is that 
it's going to have, you know, every Spider-Man ever. And already in this one, you know, we get Peter Porker. I mean, is that the Spider-Man from the cartoon right there? Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, the, that's amazing. He's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, we have, because we have, you know, Peter Porker yeah. shows up. Um, ben Riley shows up. Um, you know, all the ones in the regular Marvel, Marvel Universe, like Aranya and Spider-Woman and, uh, you know, uh, Scarlet Spider. And, and then a couple weird ones. There's like a British Captain Marvel one. There's a mysterious old man spider-man that they don't you know you don't know but there's i don't know Bruce, i can go Bruce on Banner, there's, there's, there's like thousands powers. of spider-man yeah. um but yeah it's really fun yeah um, and the art's great coipel stuff has always been really good and uh and it's super fan servicey like yeah. if you like any incarnation of spider-man you'll like yeah, this. It's, yeah. it's so nerdy it's like it's spider great. island but even better yeah, yeah and then the land is about miles morales so it's, yeah it's and miles morales exciting. is yeah. the best spider-man yeah right? it's true <laughs> uh all right up next we have uh arkham manor number one uh, this is written by Jerry Duggan, who's been writing uh, Deadpool recently. Right. And uh, the art in this is by Sean Crystal, who I don't know, but I thought the art was pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of, like, maybe Sean Murphy a little bit. And yeah, this bit. this is about uh, them turning Wayne Manor into the new Arkham Asylum. So Nick had to explain this to me. but <laughs> it was in, another, in, It's another one of those books that's like... Oh, uh, this takes place after Eternal this issue, issue of Batman Eternal. Yeah, yeah. so I'm behind on like, Batman Eternal. It's like so. everybody's like 30 issues behind on Batman Eternal. But it also feels like <laughs> and also this Batman comic, Eternal's ahead of us. Yeah, well, the, well, this comic came out. So it says here like this takes place after like um, Batman Eternal 30. But the week this came out, Batman Eternal 29, it just came out. Yeah, the 30 exactly. Didn't even come out so yet. there we go. So it kind of spoiled Batman Eternal a little bit, but yeah, a little bit. Uh, but basically, the gist of it is that uh, Arkham Asylum, where all the crazy people in Gotham are put, is no longer workable, and so they have turned old Wayne Manor, where Bruce Wayne's family lives, into Arkham Manor. So his lovely giant mansion is now a insane asylum. Yeah, they use like eminent domain. I'm not sure yeah. how that says that's how it works. That's not how that works. You could just but. be like. We want to make your house into an asylum. Yeah. Like, wait, no, that's not how it works. They're building a highway or something. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the and then Bruce Wayne wants to just kind of, or Batman wants to keep track of it. So he decides to go undercover as an inmate. And yeah, he like well, uh, bad stuff starts happening. Well, he he, he, cement, well, yeah. he cements up the entrance to the the back cave, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I I kind of like the dichotomy. I think that's like that would have been a cooler idea if like the Bat Cave had been under Arkham Asylum all along, you know, or something like that. He's like, it makes perfect sense that Batman is hiding out under all this. But yeah, so the the twist is that he is going to go undercover as Jack Shaw, as not a, matches Malone. Yeah, no, sadly. a different guy uh, into uh, the thing as a, an insane criminal. Yeah, because people are getting killed, and yep. uh, it's right on top of it's his house. So yeah, that's true. Which is kind of cool that he'll know all the secrets of the house or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, it's a good first issue. Yeah, uh, it's a really stupid concept, but, but uh, fun. <laughs> it's stupid but fun. <laughs> it's, yeah, com- fun. it's comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's fun in a way that actually a lot of DC books aren't right now. So I can't complain too much that's about true. it. All right, up next we have Axis Hobgoblin. This is written by uh, Kevin Shinnick, who I don't know. Yeah, I knew that. And art by Javier Rodriguez, who's been, uh, he did a few of the Spirit Spider-Man annuals. And yeah. He's done a few issues of Daredevil. Yeah. And how is this an Axis book? Because uh, it's, have you been reading Axis? Uh, I, well, I, not, I haven't read the not. last two issues. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. At the end of the issue it. before this. Um, issue three. Yeah, see, it says right here, you should really read Axis three first. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, Scarlet Witch and Doctor Doom do the spell to invert the red skull so that charles xavier takes over and they change his personality and but they change everybody on the island's personality oh okay so um, heroes are becoming villains and villains are becoming heroes is yeah. that really what's happening in yes axis? okay it's, it's bananas a, you should read the new issue <laughs> it's let me so tell you crazy. the new issue of axis has captain america and the avengers deciding to murder the red skull it's it's crazy and hulk turns into another hulk like well, hulk hulks out basically well in this um the the original hobgoblin yeah so basically he's he's been inverted so now he's a good guy yeah so this well, is like, roderick kingsley the original hobgoblin yeah he's he's turned into this like um think like tom cruise and magnolia or <laughs> yeah. or tony robbins mixed with steve jobs well it's interesting because now he's a good guy but he's still kept his like kind of sleazy persona because he was selling supervillain identities before yeah. and now he's selling superhero identities yeah, yeah. and uh i think at and one DVDs? point <laughs> and dvds yeah it's it's the weirdest thing and so uh not everybody knows this is happening so some people come to him looking for like supervillain identities right. and then all the superheroes like beat the crap out of them yeah and then uh and then towards the end of this uh we get uh reintroduced to a character who kind of disappeared for a little bit yeah, it's weird back. um i feel like you need to know a lot about the last few years of spider-man to yeah. kind of get into this, this. Was, yeah this was going pretty deep except 
it's such a brilliant concept. He's such a sleazy character, and the art's so good. Yeah, it's and so it's funny and poppy. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really the art is silly, great. Like fun. Like this guy Javier Rodriguez has uh, done a few issues of Daredevil instead of Chris Samney, and yeah, I, I did similar. I didn't know that that he was a different <laughs> yeah. person. It was like when Marcus um, Martin and um like right Polito were switching off. And yeah, like he's like, got thinner lines. Like you can tell, but like yeah, it's a very similar style. Yeah, uh, and the coloring good. and all that. Yeah, I thought it was a fun first issue. Yeah, really fun, goofy side of Marvel. All right, up next is Catwoman number 35. Uh, this is written by a newcomer, Genevieve Valentine. And the art in this is by Gary Brown, who's drawn some stuff recently, but I can't remember exactly what. Yeah, I feel like he's drawn, like, Punisher or something. Like, something, yeah, something know, like that. Maybe yeah. Wolverine Max or something like that. But this is reimagining. Like, this is kind of a new starting point. Like, jumping takes on place point after for- Eternal... Uh, about twenty nine, number twenty eight, twenty nine, maybe twenty nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh boy, but, a lot of these books take place after Batman. Attack. Yeah, it says it somewhere in here. But uh, uh, as seen in recent issues of Batman, yeah, Attack, yeah. that it. doesn't help. But yeah, so this kind of uh, just changes the dynamic of the Catwoman book in general. Yeah, I mean, uh, in Batman Eternal, basically Catwoman finally she figures out that her dad was kind of the one of the biggest mobsters of gotham's history and he wants her to take over and she doesn't want to and then eventually bad things happen she's like i guess i i should do it just to control everything so it's it's not as crazy as it is and this issue is pretty much just about her being a crime boss and dealing with and all these like sorted out all these different mob families and trying to keep them under control um to keep the city from falling apart while maintaining this criminal underground and it's interesting there's like it's fun like kind of Weird balancing between the, the different families and trying to keep the peace. and uh, But it's also that she's trying to redirect the kind of criminal enterprises into, like, helping Gotham rather right. than just taking advantage of it. Right. With the idea that, like, if the city's doing really well, then the criminals will do really well. Like, right. the smart, you know, behind-the-scenes criminals. And, and it, she's never Catwoman in this. So. Yeah. And it has a good feel to it. Like, reminds me of, like, old Brubaker stuff or something. Right. Like, it could be, like... Uh, like or or like old Bendis, like his run on Daredevil right. or, or or Alias or something like yeah. that. Like it feels very different. I feel like Catwoman was kind of uh, um, like a cheesecakey book before this, yeah, and now yeah. it seems to have a little bit more direction. It's much more noir. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was cool, and the art's great. Uh, the coloring's really good, and it yeah, it just kind of I don't know, it works. It feels really, like there's a lot of like architecture in this. Like, yeah, I feel like it actually makes the city feel as a character almost. Yeah, I think it's uh, if you haven't been reading Catwoman, um, yeah, you're, place you're just on. like us, yeah. and now you can start reading <laughs> it just like we did. Uh, all right, up next, uh, we've got some Death of Wolverine stuff. So Death of Wolverine ended. I don't know if we talked about the end of Death of Wolverine. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah, uh, I I thought the end of Death of Wolverine was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> and out of that have come five different series. Yeah, there's at like least. a bunch of one shots and two miniseries. At least four. Yeah. So, um, but. Uh, a couple of the better ones we're going to talk about. So uh, the one that just launched that I feel is like the real successor to the Death of Wolverine is this uh, Death of Wolverine Weapon X program. Because this right. is written by Charles Soule, yep. who wrote the Death of Wolverine series. And the art in this is by Salvador LaRocca, who uh, drew Invincible Iron Man and a bunch of other Extreme stuff. Extreme X-Men. Extreme X-Men, yeah. Uh, he's come a long way. Since yeah, his art's then. actually a lot better than his. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so this Weapon X program concentrates on if if you read the end of the death of wolverine if you didn't you might not want to listen to this part but uh basically he you know wolverine destroyed the weapon x facility and in the process all of these uh people who were being experimented on were released and this is about them kind of uh escaping the rest of the way out of that facility that was torturing them and experimenting on them and kind of forming this weapon x super team uh, where they're going to go, and they just are like, hey, we have superpowers. Why don't we go be superheroes And there's now? a crazy twist at the end. There's a really crazy twist at the yep, end. Yep, I and, love it. Which I, is obviously a red herring, but... I don't you know. know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I think one of the craziest things I thought in this was that... Uh, they blew up Wolverine's body. <laughs> they like blew up the building his body was on or whatever. Yeah, but uh, but I don't think his body blew up. It just kind of flew into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, that's, uh, I thought it was yeah. weird. They like focused on that like his his molten whatever shells flying through the air. But I think if you were reading Death of Wolverine and you want to read a little bit more after, I think this is the one series that you would want to. Yeah, jump this is into. the best of them. Um, although I don't the, know. This, the, the Wolverine Deadpool. Captain America was pretty fun. Sure, it's a totally different thing. Yeah, very though. different tone. It's definitely more of if you're a Deadpool fan, I think. But this, I, if you're an old man Captain America fan, <laughs> yeah. But this is written by Jerry Duggan, who's been writing Deadpool, right. and Scott Collins, who I think has been doing some of the art on Deadpool. Right, he's been doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a goofier book than the one we're just talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, the, the whole thing is just about like Deadpool and Captain America are trying to um, like stop all these different organizations from collecting 
you know, Wolverine's DNA to kind of make new weapons and stuff. Um, and the main story is them trying to get this knife back that has his blood on it from uh, AIM. Um, and it's just fun and goofy. There's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I like the dynamic between Deadpool and really old Captain America. Their banter pretty good, yeah. Um, I just love old Steve Rogers for some reason. He just walks around with a cane and hits people with it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty great. I think that I'm feeling a little bit of Deadpool fatigue recently. There's yeah, so yeah, many Deadpool is. things. but I, uh, I, Yeah, if this one didn't have old Captain America in it, I wouldn't be as excited. Yeah, but it does. It does, and it was fun. All right, up next we've got um, another new Marvel book. Because oh, there have been a lot of them. Uh, this is Deathlock number one. This is written by Nathan Edmondson, who's been writing... Um, where's jake ellis it's been coming out every month <laughs> um and then uh dream merchant yeah dream merchant also coming out every month uh what superhero stuff is that black oh he's Wid- writing black punisher. widow and punisher yeah. yep and those are both great and then the art in this is by um is it mike perkins yeah. yeah yep um and his art's pretty solid it's a very kind of classic marvel art yeah, he did like captain america back in the Brubaker days um right? jared what do you think about Deathlock number one uh so this was again edmondson's kind of now trademark thriller military-esque uh, action book. Uh, so Deathlock is a cyborgy guy. It's basically the Deathlock from Agents of Shield. Yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. So basically, they're trying to update him to be more like that. I assume. Uh, the twist on it is that he's going on all these missions and stuff while his uh, secret identity is that he's like an aid worker. But um, he doesn't know he's Deathlock. That's they just the twist. They just activate him and he goes on yeah. a mission and so kills a bunch of people. He is being like controlled i don't know he's like yeah, brainwashed yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. so yeah he doesn't know that he's on these missions as the cyborg and i'm not even sure that he knows he is deathlock no he doesn't he doesn't know at all <clears throat> he's like why are my clothes bloody um right but he could be like a hero who just doesn't know that he's going on secret missions right like no, he doesn't know he's deathlock yeah he doesn't know he's deathlock at all um but i think the thing i kind of like like this i didn't like I, I was kind of iffy about this kind of a new deathlock again because there's been like five different deathlocks yeah but also, I like the idea of him kind of being like this guy who doesn't know he's this assassin, basically. Yeah. Um, and I like that it also seems to be tying into the old Deathlock stuff. So other Deathlocks are going to show up at some point, um, which is fun. Yeah. So I thought it was a nice twist on it. Uh, but it d- not much has really happened in this one. So we're still I mean, it's kind of like the, the Black Widow and Punisher books yeah. where they're kind of done in one kind of stories. Um, yeah. This one is a little more build Build, up building stuff, it up. Yeah. This one, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think the second issue will be a, a good, yeah, good, good test. To, yeah, to, to figure out how good it'll be. All right, next we have a book I know Nick really wants to talk about. <laughs> this is Ghost Fleet number one. <laughs> uh, this is written by Donnie Cates with art by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, and it is about uh, truckers in a very violent future. Uh, I guess it's in the present, in the, or in the, see, you know, hard to tell. So basically, uh, it's, <laughs> it's in a terrible time. The story is, it's it's about these kind of. Um, it's actually in 1815. Yeah, it's the Ghost Fleet. <laughs> so in 1815, uh, is it Andrew Jackson, right? Yep. Andrew Jackson makes a deal with these pirates, and the pirates show him all these like hidden trade routes and stuff. So Lafitte, man. So yeah, it's uh, Lafitte. Yeah, uh, and he, uh, he tells him how to get, you know, so how they, how they can transport stuff around the country secretly. Um, and so he forms the ghost fleet to kind of be the, the group that transports, you know, top secret stuff around the country, um, through hidden routes and stuff and, uh, cuts to the modern day version of that. Um, and that modern day version is getting kind of attacked and hijacked and, you know, they're not supposed to know what's in the cargo and these people are obviously after this. They kind of try to find out and there's, um, it's some interesting twists, um, involving the two main characters at the end and then a really crazy twist at the end. (laughs) <laughs> where it shows like the end the of the future. series, which yeah. is like crazy uh, post-apocalyptic almost, which has nothing to do with what already happened. But I like that, um, and it's fun. It's really well written. Um, the action scenes are are Pretty very awesome. well yeah. choreographed, um, yeah, which is hard for most comics to pull. Yeah, off, and they feel they feel like you you feel every beat of the of the action scene. It you know, it flows very well. Um, yeah, and it's fun, and it's like crazy twists. There's such so many weird mysteries built up, but it's fun overall. I think the 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 thing I took yeah, about really it. good kind of like action sci-fi. Yeah, I think the, I think the stuff. thing I took out the most was that the action was really fun and the yeah. mysteries were pretty interesting. So. And it's but like it, uh, was, it was humorous too at points. Like there's yeah. some really good yeah like dialogue and yeah. And the world is it feels it doesn't feel like 
a bunch of other stuff. Like it definitely yeah. feels new. And that big reveal at the end of like yeah. what's going to happen is yeah. insane. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was cool. All right. Up next we have, this says home is where the gnome is. We can't really talk about this book. Cause like the basic premise of the book is something we're not going to talk about. So <laughs> um, we can say it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's a, this is a new book by Andy Kettler, uh, who, who used to work, uh, at the big planet stores. It's a really gross, like body horror comic about, yes. uh, gnomes. And uh, if you like and frat boys, yeah. If you like super gross stuff, particularly stuff like uh, like Gio and Japanese yeah. horror stuff, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. I loved it. Yeah, it I was, loved it too. It was it's gross. It's so gross that we can't actually so, describe it. All. Yeah, we can't it's even so like, funny talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it is great and definitely worth checking out. Yes. All right. Um, I feel like Prison Pit. Uh, let's talk about this little Nemo book next week because I want to read a little bit more of it. Okay. All right. Uh, up next we have the Marvel 75th Anniversary Collection. Uh, this is uh, a bunch of new stories yeah. uh, with some pretty surprising stuff in here that I did not expect to see. Right, yeah. Uh, there's a new Alias story by yeah. uh, Bendis and Gatos. Which hints at more Alias stories? Yeah, and maybe is uh, going to tie into what's going to happen. I hope that uh, Jessica Jones series is just an Alias series. That, that's what it's yeah. going to be, right? I, I hope so. What uh, else would it be? And then there's like a... Hers Jewel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be Pulse. Um and then there's a uh, a really cool Captain America uh, retelling of the first issue of Captain America uh, with or new the first. Uh, it's the first like story, story. The first story Stan Lee wrote about Captain America, which was like a prose story. Um, yeah, and adapted into but comic. now adapted into a comic drawn by, uh, by Bruce, Bruce Tim. Tim. So yeah, scary. so the art's amazing. And then. Um, there's like a it's kind of a crappy Wolverine thing, but it's drawn oh, by Paul Galassi, which is awesome. Yeah, I, the the art in that is so insane. I was really into it. And uh, there's a there's a Chris Samney thing. That's the Chris kind Samney of, thing, I think, is the highlight of it. I love this. Yeah, it's kind so of like much. wrapping a bunch of Marvel stuff in. Same James Robinson, and it's like the premise is uh, it's like Ben Yurick's writing a story, or is it Bill? I can't. One of the Yurks. Um, the old one, uh, and he's. Basically writing a story like, where were you when the Fantastic Four Wait, first... Phil Yurick is his son that's yeah, like ben, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Hobgoblin now yeah, or whatever. Ben Yurick is the, the one. So he's like writing a story about where were you when the Fantastic Four appeared. Um, and it's like, while he's telling his, his story about like what the Fantastic Four mean, it's cutting to where everybody was at that exact moment. So it's pretty interesting. You'll see like, you know, Captain America, uh, not Captain America, um, Peter Parker's yeah. talking to Uncle Ben, and Captain no, America's just, Captain America just frozen in, the in ice. Yeah. Um, the thing I like best about this is it's it's such a good look at the Marvel Universe, but you realize how many new characters have been added into it. So you see, like, people when they're kids who grow up to become heroes, right. and, like, newer characters that are now Is that, like, Miss Marvel in it? And, yeah, Miss yeah, Marvel yeah. and, like, the Winter Soldiers, mm-hmm. like, you know, frozen in a Soviet lab and stuff like that. And it's, then there's, like, this weird Spider-Man story that's kind of like a almost like an Archie comic yeah. or something oh, yeah. and and then they have a bunch of covers of like comics that never happened that are some of them are really funny goofy yeah. silly ones yeah, yeah. but uh yeah I, th- I thought it was really cool like it was really fun um and there's a new alias story in here yep so yeah definitely worth taking a look at all right a new alias story that basically ends with like hey i should do more of this <laughs> like i should there should be more alias <laughs> <laughs> um all right so up next we have rasputin number one this is written by Alex Grecian with art by Riley Rossmo. They've done a bunch of stuff together, right? Yeah, well, they did Proof. Yeah, they did All Proof right. together and um, some Which other really things. Yeah. Uh, and this is about the uh, the titular character, <laughs> Rasputin. Rasputin. The, the crazy Russian monk who became uh, advisor to the czars. Yeah, we've all seen Anastasia. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Have you not? No. Oh, it's pretty good. With the cartoon? Yeah. yeah. No. It's got <laughs> little bat bar talk in it. Yeah, yeah. Nope. It's a Finovich Rasputin, right? Um, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it starts Grigori, off. With, uh, yeah, there you go, Grigori. But yeah, it starts off with him, uh, his his murder. Uh, so this is basically taking it uh, in the very magical interpretation of why Rasputin was such a crazy dude. Uh, and so it flashes back to him as a kid with a very abusive father, and it shows that Rasputin has magical powers. Yeah, so or the, something. The gist is that uh, Rasputin has kind of like the power over life and death, so he can he can live forever and he can hear, heal people. Um, and there's kind of like a powerful story about him and his father and his mother and um, what he chooses to do with his power and how it haunts him. But also at the same time, it, he's narrating it while he's at the dinner where he's about to get uh, killed by all of his friends. Killed in many different ways. Yeah. Poisoned, stabbed, drowned. Yeah. Yeah. He is a, he's um, a rough ending. Though I like this a lot. The thing that I, that I kind of kept it from being amazing to me was that I don't have a clear sense of what the series will be about 
about, you know, because most of this story is just a flashback of him as a kid. Right, so you don't know what the direction is. And him about is. to die, so, like, yeah, I don't know what the rest of the series will be about, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that doesn't really matter because it's just, you know. It, yeah. It doesn't nail yeah. that first issue thing where, like. Right, like, if this was twice like, as long or had ten extra pages Where I know what I'm yeah. in for. Like, I don't, I have no idea what the second issue will be about, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was good, too. All right, up next we have Weird Me, number one. Uh, this is by Kelly Phillips. This is uh, a zine that Kelly Phillips wrote and drew about um, starting a webpage about Weird Al Yankovic when she was a teenager. I feel like this almost might, could have been written and drawn by me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like a huge Weird Al fan for yeah. some reason. But you didn't know how to use the internet in the 90s. No, I did, but not as well. As that. <laughs> yeah. not, I couldn't create my own website. Um, yeah, so this is kind of goes with uh, into how she discovered Weird Al in the first place. Um, and goes through some other things like her crush on Liam Neeson in Star Wars Episode One, which is great. But yeah, a lot of it is just like about her falling in love with Weird Al's music and him as like a persona and uh, building this web page about him. But yeah, but she was like at the perfect time when there was, you know, the web was just exploding. And so like being one of the first people to have a really good web page, you would be like the perfect time to like be really famous about it and stuff. So she goes out and she does it. Yeah, it's like a time when there wasn't a ton of information out there about things. So, And she uh, invented what ended up being, I think, a very popular Weird Al page. Yeah, uh, yep. it's, it's about her quest to bring UHF to DVD. Or yeah, <laughs> which, I, which I think a lot of that will be covered in the second Yeah, this volume. is only the first issue. Yeah. That, that, that could have been me. <laughs> I was dying for UHF to come out on DVD for years. It's uh, probably one of my top five movies. There you go. I think I've watched it more than any other. I've watched it more than Star Wars. Like, insane amounts. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a healthy amount. I used to watch it like every day. <laughs> but this is not just, at all surprised. Yeah. I mean, besides just being a comic about like Weird Al, which is yeah. fun anyway, this is like just a really well done like autobio comic. Yeah. It's and like one of those things when you realize that like you have done really cool things in your life and they make a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it does, I think it does the thing where it's like even if you're not interested in Weird Al, yeah, you're still, the yeah, story's good enough. Like a good documentary, it's, it's, yeah, the story's good enough that it'll draw you in anyway. And, uh, yeah. yeah and like, really, it's like, I want to know the rest. Yeah. So, it's really yeah. funny. And, uh, yeah. And the art's really fun. Uh, she does some interesting things with layouts and, uh, it's very cool. I definitely recommend checking it out. Highly recommend it. All right. Uh, we just got a couple things left. Uh, up first is Tooth and Claw number one. This is written by Kurt Busiek, who wrote Marvels. Rumbles. and wrote Avengers for a long time. Wrote Astro, Astro City. City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with art by Benjamin Dewey, who uh, is a new guy to I me. No idea where who he is, but he's from. But he's his so art is absolutely incredible. Okay, so um, this this comic takes place in a sort of a world where magic is kind of the base energy that right. runs everything, and uh, it's all anthropomorphic. Uh, yeah. the, all the characters are animals, and they kind of live in these floating cities that that float with magic. But the magic in the is fading, mm-hmm. and so uh, there's this one character. Um, the names in this are really tough. Which one? The, <laughs> the dog man? No, the the boar. Oh. Um. Yeah. Anyway, she, she's basically like an old witch. Yeah, um, and, and she's and, she's and, come up with a plan. To yeah. Them. So to bring back, she says if if they can. Um, Bring this great champion who's kind of the source of all magic. If they can retrieve him, then they can bring magic back into the world. So uh, a lot of the people who run the city don't agree and say it's too dangerous. So she kind of gets together a cabal and – is that the right word? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, right. And to uh, to sort of perform this very elaborate spell to try to retrieve yeah, like the great warrior. Yeah, it's a series of spells basically. Yeah, yeah. because the great warrior – existed before magic yeah. and was kind of the the um the source of it all right. it's like a lot of people think it's impossible to to access the thing that existed before the magic that you're using right. and stuff which right. i thought was a really interesting thing so uh they all get together to do this um this spell and uh it and it goes crazy you know yeah. Yeah. things um, get really insane things um, get really insane and that's kind of all i want to say about yeah. the plot at least well one yeah. other thing that i think this is one of the best world building things I've ever seen. Sure, like, yeah. There's so the world many is so well defined elements. by the end of this. Yeah, thing. with little bits and pieces, and you're still getting so much out of it. Uh, so besides all the floating cities, there's an, a cool part where Dunstan, who's this young kid, is taken by his dad down to the plains, and you realize there's this whole other culture yeah, living like on a the lower, ground, lower caste that yeah, lives like that on the ground, totally looked down on by the city, the floating city people, and treated horribly by them. Yeah, which yeah. is very interesting. So like right there, you get to see like. 
how they use the people on the ground to grow food for them and then and don't mine, treat them really well. Mine, uh, yeah, all the magic. And stuff. that feels like it's going to sort of tie into the main story as well. Yeah, and they give them a little bit of magic. But you've got so many like political bits and pieces that they're hinted at between all the different cities and all the factions that people who think magic should go away or should get stronger. And like, yeah, uh, it's so cool. Like the tone is totally different and the subject matter is totally different. But as far as the world building in this, it reminded me a lot of the first issue of East of West, right. yeah. which I think is a yeah, pretty high compliment. So. Though. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, right. And uh, the art is beautiful. Right. It's I can't you there's a level like, of intricacy in the art that reminds me a lot of something like black sad right that's what I was and say, it's yeah. that's so easy to say because it's like because anthropomorphic. but it's still got that level of like the animals look like real animal like like you yeah, know he's able to get they're the perfect combination of, of animal and, and, and human kind yeah. of they're not yeah they're it not also reminds me a little bit of uh sort of jg jones at the when he was at his height right i think when he was doing like super really amazing stuff yeah um and yeah it's it, everything looks great and it just it doesn't feel like anything else that's coming out right no. now. Like it just yeah. it feels it great. Amazing. The coloring's fantastic. Jordi Belair always is yep. a, is a great colorist, and uh, it's just so engaging. Like all the characters are interesting. Every single character that is introduced in this is like, I want to know more about even the this ones person. you see for like two panels. You're like, oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's 48 pages, so this avoids all those problems yeah. we say about not knowing enough. It 299, gives you a 48 lot. pages. It's kind of the fir- perfect first issue. Yeah, you get kind of a good like story and a, and like a, a solid plot that ends you know the, not ends but like you know there's a beginning and ending um and just there's want more just enough mystery where you really really want to read more of it um yeah. the last you know the last two mysteries kind of hinted at at the end are very very intriguing yeah, yeah i think this was my favorite first issue so good in, in a very months? long time yeah yeah, yeah. um other if, than maybe nail biter which i really liked yeah but that was you know birthright. seven eight months ago yeah birthright. birthright was really good i think this is better than uh, birthright. Birthright. I, I agree uh, as a first issue this was great yeah. this is definitely yeah one of the best yeah yeah um yeah so uh so we got one last book this week uh, this has been a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about, you guys. It but is this, so much. This is a, yeah, but this is a really amazing graphic novel, too. Sometimes we try to end it on really good stuff, and the fact that we didn't end it on Tooth and Claw is pretty incredible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is called In Real Life. This is uh, written by Cory Doctorow, who's um, done some comic stuff, but mostly he's an economist, and he writes for uh, Boing Boing. I think yeah. he's one of the founders of Boing Boing. And uh, the art in this is by Jen Wang, whose uh, stuff I haven't really seen much of, but her art is really, really incredible. Uh, yeah, she did some Adventure Time, I think. Um yeah, Coco be good, which I never actually read. Oh yeah, oh it's yeah, another I first second book yeah. that looks amazing. Um, so this is about uh, a girl named Anda who um is like really into video games and gets kind of um. Well, she's re- not into them at first, right? Or is she? She is into some video games. In some but, games. She yeah. gets into the the online multiplayer games. Like yeah, World but, of Warcraft. Yeah, she gets re- she gets kind of recruited actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was great. Yeah, um, to be in this guild of in this kind of new game called course gold. And, um, so she joins this group and it's kind of about her. Um, at first she's like dealing with her mom. Who's like, why do you need to be online to play video games? Like, who are these people you're going to be talking to and stuff? And so she gets in with this, this group and it ends up that what that group is doing is, um, stopping people who are gold farmers. Yeah. So they're getting paid to, kill gold farmers and stop them from from well, collecting it we might need to explain that a little bit because yeah so gold farming a game you don't know yeah a game um if you don't know what gold farming is it's like people who will uh sort of work um almost in sweatshops kind of they'll go through games just grinding out and um accruing the in-game currency whatever whatever it is right. like gold yeah. or rupees or whatever and then they actually sell those online like through web pages and yeah. stuff for yeah. real for so, real life so they're money. playing the game not for fun to get in-game stuff that you will pay real money for so that you can skip over all the boring parts of playing these games and so these people are uh so this guild she's in are getting paid um presumably by the creators of the game right um to stop um these gold farmers because it throws off the balance of the game yep. basically yeah and she's like really into it at first and then she kind of starts finding out a little bit of uh like the people she who meets one of the gold, gold farmers, farmers are um yeah. and she realized that they're not really evil people. They're not like criminals. Yeah. They're just, uh, you know, she realizes that she doesn't really quite understand the eco- their lives. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Their <laughs> economics of it. Yeah. It's a very economic heavy book, which I yeah. think is really interesting. But, uh, yeah. So a lot of the gold farmers that this takes place, like, uh, like a lot of them work out of China and, uh, she, one of the people that she meets is this Chinese gold farmer and, she's not supposed to interact with these people according to the rules of this guild that yeah, she's in yeah. which is um it's interesting because 
this becomes such a huge part of her life and she wants to be friends with all these people, but also she, she doesn't, you know, she feels morally like she wants to know what's going on. So she becomes friends with this guy. Um, what is his name? Anyway, uh, and kind of finds out about what, what he does and why he does it and realizes that maybe her worldview, you know, is a lot more narrow, more prejudiced than she knew or yeah. yeah, She doesn't, she doesn't know what's happening really. And then through, through all that, she kind of learns a lot about like world economics. I know it sounds weird. His name is Raymond, but yeah, Raymond and, uh, and kind of learns about, I don't know, friendship and family and And the Chinese healthcare. uh, (laughs) Um, So basically, yeah, she she finds out that he's, you know, he, he, he's sick, right. And he can't, he can't afford, he's got back problems and he can't afford to go to a doctor. But she has these very naive views where, you know, she doesn't really know his situation, but she's, she's recommending these. I don't want to give too much of the story away. Yeah. It's it's really just like how connecting in these sort of games can really teach you about other people. Like you can meet people from all over the world playing these sort of games and, she actually does that and learns a lot. Yeah. And yeah it's kind of like a coming of age thing uh, through like multi, you know, multi- multiplayer games. Uh, yeah. Online but then media. like it's also better than any of that sounds. Yes. Right. It's so hard to describe. <laughs> because it's, it's because just, that, that, that sounds very, very touching. Stiff and yeah. Um, and like like very didactic or preachy or something. Right. But it's not that at all. Yeah. It is very touching. The book has a ton of heart. Um, it's the character design is great both in and out of the game. So like there's really fun you know, like the characters outside are really well developed, but like in the game, you get a lot of personality from like the cartoonish characters they're playing and stuff. And, and Jen Wang has a really soft, yeah. and dynamic style, so um, the whole thing is very pretty. And at the same time, like the action that takes place in it feels great. And yeah, the the character design is great. All the gold farmers all kind of have this same starter avatar in the right. game, and so that's kind of a commentary on you know the way people view them and stuff. It's the whole thing's interesting. It's it's really complicated it's got a lot going and beautiful yeah. and it's yeah it's one of the best books I've it's, read all it's year. always fun even when it's serious you know it's like it's always really fun yeah i think it's the best graphic novel i've read since this one summer it'll definitely be something we'll be yeah, talking about the in the, uh, the best of the year yeah, podcast for sure yeah we got to catch up on some graphic novels <laughs> yeah yeah oh speaking of if you guys have any recommendations of great books for the year let us know yeah we'll, we'll we might up. take them maybe we won't maybe we'll just <laughs> start reading a million things well yeah. let's go read some graphic novels let's get out of here all right all right see you guys later Bye. Bye.